When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Mistress Carrie reporting for duty from MCHQ for episode 128 of the Mistress Carrie podcast. And before we get to this week's guest, David Draymond from Disturbed, I want to let you know about all of the new stuff you can find in the online store at mistresscarry.com. With the holidays fast approaching, you might be looking to do some shopping and check some people off your holiday shopping list, or maybe you just want to treat yourself. Head to mistresscarry.com and head to the shop where you can find sweatshirts, t-shirts, tank tops, beanies, coffee mugs, pint glasses, holiday ornaments, and new for the holidays, you can check out the selection of visors, trucker caps, and fitted caps. You can outfit your bar with a new set of coasters and a seven-in-one bartending tool. And if you're frustrated that you can't take bags into concerts and sporting events anymore, there's a concert and event bag that's clear plastic and meets the dimensions of almost all of the venues, so you can take what's important into shows. And yes, it's got a little purple on it. Check it all out at mistresscarry.com. My guest this week is David Draymond from Disturbed. And the band is getting ready to release their eighth studio album this Friday, November 17th. It's called Divisive. David Draymond has already had two number one songs this year. One, collaborating with guitarist Nita Strauss, and the other, the first single off of the new Disturbed album. It seems that our careers have been running on a parallel line for decades now. And sitting back down with David Draymond to talk about creating an album in all of the chaos that we've seen the last couple of years. We also talked about songwriting and his relationship with the band. The surprise collaboration with Ann Wilson from Heart on the new album. 
And we also talked about family life and the upcoming holidays. I'm honored to be able to call David Draymond a friend after all these years. So allow me to introduce you to David Draymond from Disturbed. Hey, what's up? This is Sully from Godsmack. Strap on those boots, baby, because you are now in the trenches of the war room with the one and only Mistress Carrie right here on the Mistress Carrie podcast. What's up? This is Joe Rogan, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. I have so lovely pretty eyes. Hey, this is Brent from Shinedown, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hey, Carrie, go put your brow on, girl. Hey, this is Steven Tyler, and you'll be listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. What's up? This is Aaron from Stan. And you're listening to Mistress Carrie. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Grohl from the Food Fighters, and you're listening to the one, the only, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is David from the band Disturbed, and you're listening to the baddest bitch in Boston, Mistress Carrie. Hi, Bruce Dickinson here from Iron Maiden. Yes, indeed. Miss Whiplash herself, Mrs. Carrie, is here to um, unchain your brain. Hi, this is Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and you're listening to Mistress Carrie. This is Dennis Leary. You are listening to my favorite, Mistress Carrie. Hey, this is Corey from Stone Sour, and you're listening to... You have the privilege of listening to Mr. Scary. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Mr. David Draymond, what a sight for sore eyes. How are you, Carrie? I'm really good. How are you? Waiting for the next storm to hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like uh, we've seen quite a lot in the last few years. It's been interesting, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen you since WAF went off the air because COVID hit right after. Right. Yeah. So you look good. It's nice to see you. Good to see you too. Family's good. Everything is good. Thank God. Everybody's great. Yeah. Where are you right now? Are you are you in Hawaii or are you on the mainland? My, Miami. That's oh. why I said I'm waiting for the next storm. Oh, I, I, I thought you were talking about... Just our lives. I didn't know you meant that an too. actual store. That too. I mean, if we're if we're trying to be more, you know, dramatic about it, then yes, also our lives. That's but. what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> it is, could work that way too. Is that where but you yeah. are now permanently? Is down in Miami For right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I, we're getting a feel for it. We'll see. You really like the warm weather, huh? I, I don't like being cold, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just not not down with the cold at all. I can't handle it, you know, anymore. And for a band from Chicago, like making that decision, it's a total lifestyle change. Yeah, 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 and a welcome one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we just did come out of um, my favorite season of the year, Halloween season. And now getting to experience Halloween as a dad, come on, it's got to be fun, right? It is fun. It is fun. I, I definitely uh, get to live a little vicariously through my kid. You know, he's awesome. So we had a good time this past Halloween. And now not only is everyone getting ready for like, you know, I don't even want to say it like holiday stuff, but you've got an eighth record coming out. Can you believe this is Disturb's eighth album? Not really. <laughs> it's unbelievable to me. Yeah. It's weird being this old. It's weird having done this for this long. It's weird being the uh, the veterans, as they say. Yeah. yeah. Weird. All weird. Divisive comes out on November 18th. And with um, 
the lockdown, COVID, kind of everything that's happened in the world. Bands, number one, had time to actually decompress and kind of hunker down and have time off. But you also, when working on new music, had to decide whether you were going to write about it or be the escape from it. So talk to me about the process of kind of deciding what this record was going to be about. For us, it's usually a combination of both. Um, Talking about it enables our escape from it, so to speak. It's the therapy. It's the primal scream therapy, if you will. Um, The bubble we were all trapped in, you know, terrorized by a virus for two and a half years, three years. It uh, it did its damage, I think, to everybody in their own respective ways. And as crazy as everybody was prior to the pandemic, it has been magnified a thousandfold from it. Um, people who had nothing else to do anymore, we, we couldn't go to work, we couldn't do what we knew for a living. Those of us who weren't, you know, in 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 jobs that uh stayed functional yeah essential um, if you want yeah, essential, essential workers yeah right right yeah, yeah. It, it must, it's always nice when somebody at least deems you essential right right <laughs> so, um but um everybody spun out everybody went down their respective rabbit holes everybody with a you know a a, a uh an iPhone or a computer or whatever, they had unlimited time and unlimited resources to make themselves absolutely insane. And they did a great job at it. And uh, I, I think that we had no choice but to write about what we were seeing and what we were feeling and what we were experiencing throughout the whole process. Did you immediately start sketching out lyrics when this happened or did you like a lot of other people at first kind of enjoy the time off and and not get creative because some people felt guilty going this is kind of nice yeah no I was one of those people for sure I mean we were in Hawaii at the time so it was uh it's a great place to be for any reason but it's a great place to be especially during the pandemic on certain levels you know you we we Tourism is what Hawaii's staple is, right? There was no tourism. There was nothing. We had the island to ourselves. It was nice having the quiet, the solitude, the lack of traffic. But, you know, the whole, the rushes for goods and services that would occur from time to time and the hoarding and the being on an island and not being able to get anything if it doesn't come in by ship and they stop all shipping, well, that's a little bit of a problem. Uh, so it, it 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 has pros and cons, but, um, and for us, I know a lot of bands spent their time doing virtual stuff and writing, and we, we really, over the course of the past three records now, have really focused on making sure that we're in the same room together when we're creating, um, at least uh, for, for most of it. And um, so it it just wasn't, it wasn't going to happen, you know, when we were being kept in separate locations for it to come together the way we, we know that it deserves to come together. You know what I mean? That level of chemistry and power, but 
so we waited and uh, it was definitely worth the wait because once we did hit the ground, we hit it running. So <clears throat> talk to me about how this works. Is it you and Dan in the room? Is it all four of you in the room? And it, where it, does the usually, song... Ooh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it usually starts with Danny and I. Um, and, uh, you know, Mikey definitely comes into the equation. And But it's always a, a, a riff and a vocal melody. You know, it's a, and the riff is in a two, three part progression. The beat that, you know, Danny plays along to isn't necessarily what the solidified beat at the end of things becomes, um, but it's usually close to it. Um, and, um, you know, the melody and uh, the cadence for the lyric, the rhythm of it, are written prior to a lyric of any kind. Uh, and uh, the lyric is the last thing to be married to this scat version sort of melody that's thrown over the rest of um, the music. And so um, it was uh, it was great, you know, when we finally were able to safely come see one another and made some trips and tunes started flowing they were flowing heavy and groovy and you know all syncopated just you know early in the process danny was wondering what kind of direction we should go and i said to him you know we should definitely go back to the heavy stuff yeah i think everybody's been asking for it they want it we want it you know especially after the past two and a half years of insanity we've been through we, want, we wanted the heavy stuff so it, it was nice to be able to uh go back home so to speak and disturbed is among a growing list of artists that have kind of infiltrated nashville and taken it over for the rock bands yeah yeah it, it's definitely it's vibey there that's for sure you know uh, um and there's great studios and great people work in there um for me personally, I'm not exactly running back to Nashville to make another record just because my allergies were out of control. There, but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I think that we we got some amazing work done with some great people there. Talk to me about the difference between obviously collaborating with Dan and the band. I spent a lot of time talking to Anita Strauss about what it was like for her to collaborate with you, especially kind of virtually on a song that, is hers, but yours. So talk to me about the difference between working with Disturbed versus collaborating with other artists. Um, it really goes on an artist by artist and situation by situation basis. No two are identical. Um, it usually helps if whoever I'm working with is uh, at least open to and willing to uh hear my suggestions <laughs> like you know um otherwise it's not much of a collaboration and and nita was amazing uh, nita and josh both were, were great uh, they um had a uh, for the most part the finalized version of the music already done um it wasn't that way and isn't that way usually with disturbed songs it's something that develops a little bit more over time but their situation was different. They were looking to find singers for the songs they had already done. And the only difference is that with mine, there was no vocal melody and there were no lyrics. And so I wrote that part of it. The rest of the music was her and Josh and, and, and they did a great, great job. And um, there was a little bit of massaging here and there, but not much. I mean, the, uh, the arrangement 
from musically was pretty much the same from when they handed it to me. It was just me filling in melodies and you know lyrics. You've had two number one songs so far this year, one with Nita and your 15th with Disturbed. When I saw that number, I was like, are you kidding me? I just couldn't believe yeah. it. Crazy stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. I, it, it, it's hard to believe when you say it back, too. I mean, it's very <laughs> real. Um, you know, very, we've been very blessed, and I'm, I'm very fortunate to have uh, always had the opportunity to to work with great people. But in particular, you know, Danny's my songwriting brother. You know, uh, Disturbed are my songwriting brothers, and 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 they're the ones that, in my humble opinion, I, I do my best work with. So I. I, I we definitely bring the best out of each other, but the Nina track was incredibly fun and 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 great to do, and they're brilliant, you know, in their own right, um, the both of them. So I, I I wish them nothing but the best. I know that she's got more stuff coming down the pipe. So I'm sure it was a welcome distraction too. While every all of the craziness was. was happening, yeah, it was. It filled the void. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. What were you doing that wasn't musically related? Um, did you learn a new language? Did you put Legos together? What were you doing that was I was an insane person that was trying to do, uh, rehab a 1940s era beach house during (laughs) pandemic and supply chain issues and inflation, you know, of, you know, the cost of supplies going up by 40 and 50% on certain things. I mean, it was insane my entire pandemic was contractors and construction and all the pain and misery that comes along with i literally it. am in the middle of doing that right now and i noticed i have pain on my arm there I'm like, you go i gotta put a sweatshirt on because <laughs> yeah I'm gonna cover that up i um, feel you i feel you mikey mooshock <laughs> from stain told me that he's become quite the tyler did you develop oh, you did you develop a skill no, 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 no. I, I don't. I, I don't trust my skills in those departments. I let the professionals do. That. One of the things that I think all of us as music fans kind of realized is that we need, we don't want, we need that trip to church for us. Meaning the live concerts, the access to the land of misfit toys that I call us to the bands we know and love. So for you, what was it like to, to not be able to perform because we were miserable. Yeah. Like not being able to breathe. Yeah. It, 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 you don't, you know, it's cliche to say, you don't know how much you're going to miss something. So you don't have it anymore, but it's the truth. Um, It, it, uh, it's a source of, release and escape and empowerment and so therapeutic for so many people that when you don't have it, everything else gets exacerbated. It really does. And for us, it just left us lost. I left a lot of people I know, colleagues of ours and other bands, you know, just wondering what the purpose was at that point. It was tough. One of the things that I did was I welcome to MCHQ, by the way, I built my own studio and had to learn and launch a whole new career. And in the process, I've been able to talk to a lot of artists that maybe I wouldn't have with my old job. And one of those artists 
that popped up on my screen in the middle of the lockdown was Ann Wilson. And I Mm. literally screamed when her face popped up on the screen. When I found out that you guys were collaborating with her, I was like, holy shit, you got to tell me how you made this happen. Yeah, crazy, crazy uh, turn of fate and luck and whatever else you want to call it. Um, yeah, Anne had voiced that she dug our version of the cover of The Sound of Silence that we did. Uh, a bunch just of like back. everyone else digs that cover okay. of that song. But it was just really cool just to know that we were on her radar at all. Yeah. You know? And um, I think um, it was uh, a bunch of people, including Bruce Dickinson and myself, that were commenting on a thread in Twitter about who we thought was the best female rock voice of all time. And we had both said, you know, without question, it's Anne. And so she responded and she was very grateful and, you know, appreciative of it. And so I messaged her afterwards. I'm like, hey, you know, we're about to go in the studio, do another record. I'm like, I'd love to work on something together if you're into it. And she said she was down. So the whole process of the record went by and we were having such a good time doing the heavy stuff. We didn't really pay much attention to uh, anything that would have been appropriate for a, a, a duet at, at, unless it was going to be something really in your face and ballsy, which wasn't really what we were feeling. Um at least for that. And then uh, it was towards the end of it. And Danny had this idea that he had uh, recorded with Drew, our producer, and I hadn't been able to come up with anything for it yet because it was a different vibe. And my head was still so much in the heavy. And so one day we were in the lounge waiting for Drew to finish some edits on some stuff. And uh, I told him, you know, why don't you bring out the guitar? Let's give, you know, give that thing another shot. And I, poured out the melody right there and it, it it came out great. And originally I tracked it and we listened back to it and I'm like, ah, oh, man, if there was ever a track, this is the one, you know, like we should present this to Anne. And so I sent it to her and she loved it. And we flew out to Oakland to go track her and uh, an amazing experience. You know, the woman still has, you know, ridiculous pipes. It's, it's I mean, unfair to other singers. Yeah, it really yeah. is. She's so killer it's just crazy and it was a honor and a privilege to work with her i got to sing along with her at times and you know we got to work out melodies together and harmonies together and it was really really cool one of one of those moments that's definitely going on my bucket list of things you know um you can check that one off but um and 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 now that end result of the thing i i couldn't be happier i mean it's literally one of the my favorite songs we've ever written and I think that our voices sound just absolutely beautiful together. So hopefully everybody digs it the way that I do. There's a lot to unpack here. First of all, social media did something good, bringing you and Ann Wilson together. Who, who, who thought it could be possible, right? <laughs> Second of all, you slid into Ann Wilson's DMs. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and third of all, did you just flippantly send that message to her and then what did the rest of the band say when you're like, hey, Danny, um, I slid into Ann Wilson's DMs and she's down to do something on the record. What was that conversation like? It, it, it was surreal until we were ready to actually send her the song. <laughs> 
you know, and once we were sending the song, we we're all nervous. Like, oh, now it's real. Now we're going to have to see what she thinks of it. And it's going to be either yay or nay. Right. But yeah, it, it, it's it's very surreal for all of us. I mean, we we're all huge fans of her and heart. And yeah, so it, it, it it's a pinch me moment for everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's sure. unreal to think that next year heart is celebrating their 50th anniversary. And I feel like just now they're getting their due for exactly how influential, what amazing songwriters Nancy's playing Anne's vocals. Like, it's taken this long for people to go, yeah, wow, that band is kind of friggin' awesome. Yeah, yeah, th- that that happens a lot with some of the classic bands that have a second coming, so to speak, you know, in the latter half of their careers. I, I and and look, if if they haven't gotten it up until now, they certainly deserve it. I mean, a thousand percent. I think that they're one of the great rock acts of all time, uh, just fantastic songwriters, fantastic performers. And, yeah, and, and herself, not just one of the best rock voices or female rock voices, but one of the best voices period, I, I would say of all time. So when you talk about 15 number one songs, the song with Ann Wilson being one of your favorites ever, do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Oh God. No. <laughs> um that would have been like when I was like fourteen years old. Is that when it started old. for you? Yeah, yeah, essentially. So I, I I don't I can faintly kind of remember how it went. And I'm not going to <laughs> um but yeah, I mean I can't remember it a hundred percent, but are there sort other of. writers or songwriters or musicians in your family lineage? Did you my inherit brother, it? My brother, for sure. He's talent. He's talented. Um, a very talented songwriter in his own right, for sure. Uh, he, he's definitely got that ability. I ask songwriters on the show all the time now. Um, can you give me an example? This isn't a favorite song question. This is a craft question. Can you give me an example of a song that is so brilliantly written that you covet it and wish you wrote it like a perfect example of brilliant songwriting, but then you got to break it down and tell me why any mm. artist, any genre, anything. It will go relatively current. Uh, there's a band called thrice. They did a song called black honey. I think it's just staggeringly brilliant. Um, you know, it's not that it's overly complex in any way. I just think that the way that it was written, the way it was structured between the melodies, the execution of the melodies, the actual lyric in and of itself, the content, the message being delivered, all of it is absolutely brilliant. Um, I, 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 I would have loved to have written that one. That, that, that's, uh, I, it's a very poignant song and 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 a huge hook and you know kudos to those guys it's one of my favorites of the best five years or so it seems to be a, a trend that the word simplicity always comes up when people talk about brilliant songwriting because it's not about filling as many notes within a certain t- you know time frame as you possibly can or how 
you know, how great your runs vocally sound, or it's, it's sometimes about finding, not sometimes, it's always about finding that mystical combination of rhythm and melody that resonates, that for whatever reason, you know, strikes a chord within you, that, that, that really lights you up. Uh, and it's not scientific. You know, it, it's the most difficult and random at times and the most incredible blessing to be able to tap into that frequency, you know, that, that, that little range where you are able to discern and find and create, uh, you know, immortal moments, melodies that get stuck in somebody's head beyond the time of their creation, way beyond the time of their creation, sometimes decades into it, sometimes centuries into it. I mean, it all depends. I mean, so incredibly powerful, and it's an incredible gift to be able to wield it. You write those songs locked down in kind of a padded room. You release the record. There's already plans for 2023. Just the just the other day, we get the lineup for download, and you guys are on it. Like 2023 is disturbed on the road all year, right? Well, not all year. Um, we're we're we've had to be very choosy, um, whether we like it or not. <laughs> uh, it's a weird environment right now. It is very difficult between inflation and uh, everybody running out to go tour out of the gate the minute the gates opened. Uh, and the fact that we lost 60% of our labor force during the pandemic, you know, all the techs, all the roadies, all the, you know, engineers that were a part of it, a lot of them couldn't wait two and a half years, three years to go back to work. And they went and did other things. So, and, and, and so now there's less people available to work. Fuel costs are through the roof. Busing costs are through the roof. Trucking costs are through the roof. We have colleagues of ours calling off tours after they've already been on sale because they're looking at the financial repercussions and realizing they're going to come back with a huge loss and realize they can't do it. So we don't want to end up Throwing something out there once again, like we what happened with the sickness anniversary tour. We, you know, that that was out of our control. But I hate that shit. I, I don't want to have to throw dates up and then, you know, maybe not be able to complete them. So we're trying to make sure that everything is as sound as possible and as, you know, confirmed as possible before we go forward. It's weird. Yeah. There's also, we, we don't have the desire to, as much as we missed touring and as much as we missed, um, you know, being out there, it's not going to be this, the frequency, it simply can't be at the frequency that it used to be anymore. We're all older, God knows I am, you know, this shit does not get any easier <laughs> as you get older. Well, you got to take care and, of your voice, touring yeah. is hard, and you've all got families now and you want to yeah. be around for them. Yeah. So, I mean, the plan right now is to start up in the spring and be done by the end of, of summer to do, you know, a, a big U.S. run, to do some of the European festivals. Uh, and, and and then we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm sure that we'll get some uh, asks for uh, another festival or two here and there in the States and whatnot. And I always enjoy doing stuff like that. But it, we're not going to tour as frantically 
as we used to in the past. That's for sure. So when we do come around, people need to kind of take advantage of it just like we are. You know, it's 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 a uh, it's a more it's it's a rarer occurrence than it used to be. The pandemic definitely showed one thing that um, rock is most definitely not dead because the streaming numbers, the amount of artists that are releasing music, the tours that are selling out everywhere, rock more than anything is alive and well. For me, the biggest indicator is the continued development of new talent. Mm. That to me is the biggest deciding factor. I mean, Nobody makes a better argument than the fans and their continued commitment to the genre and to, you know, to be as as loyal and as powerful as they are and have been and will continue to be. But without new blood, that's when something dies. And I've been so pleased over the past of the you know, over the past five years, ten years with a lot of the new bands that have come out. I, 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 I'm I happy about, you know, the success of, I, I mean, I remember when nobody had ever heard of Bring Me the Horizon and now they're gargantuan. That literally happened just within the past decade. Um, you know, I don't want to say that Volbeat's a new band, but they're a new ur band and they're massive globally. Um, you know, bands like uh, Motionless and White and I Prevail and, plush and the warning and you know all, all this great stuff the guys in, in in nothing more i mean they give me such hope for a future of um you know of newer acts that are out there uh and and it's just nice knowing that we're not going to be the last that it's going to continue on after us we're the we're the ones carrying the torch or not it, 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 there's someone to hand it off to and a, and a lot of amazing talent is part of this whole new wave so i'm 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 enthused by it i think people who proclaim the death of rock couldn't be more wrong and i don't even understand what purpose it serves it's like are you really that pissed off at whatever the hell happened to you and your respective individual <laughs> experience that you need to go ahead and shit on everybody in the process i mean i i, I never understood that well before i let you go we're also you know getting into the holiday season and um, people start looking at family traditions. And so now that you've got a young family, what traditions make you think, okay, it's the holidays now? Like, what are the things that you look forward to the most? Um, well, my son definitely looks forward to being able to take advantage of both of his backgrounds. And he gets to celebrate both Hanukkah and a little bit of Christmas. So he gets <laughs> presents coming, you know, out of his ears. Um and it's always fun trying to, you know, plan stuff like that. And we actually, we, we kind of get into doing like our holiday cards and stuff like that. We always try to do something goofy, and, you know, something to put a smile on people's faces, not be so serious about it. But, um, you know, we're not massive holiday people as a family. We kind of are more nonchalant about it. Um, and now that we're not, in uh hawaii anymore among uh the rest of my wife's family it's a little bit different i don't know we're gonna kind of try and navigate the territory this year um uh, I, I know that we have plans to try and take him to see some snow in december uh because the kid has always been in a you know 
a, a, a tropical type of climate, <laughs> he misses the opportunity to see snow. So we're going to try and. You're always welcome in Boston, Mr. Draymond. Oh, thank you. You know, it's funny. We took him to see his cousins one time, hoping that there would be snow in the middle of Boston winter. And the one time we go there, there was no snow. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just like Bostonians, never giving you what you want when you want it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was so nice to see you. You too. Congratulations with everything. Cannot wait to hear the record. And Thank hopefully you. one of those dates in the spring and the summer is going to yeah, be for sure. here. For sure. All right, we'll Good see you soon. You. Be well. Bye-bye. There he is, David Draymond from Disturbed, and the band's eighth studio album, Divisive, comes out this Friday. If you want more details on the album, check out the show notes of this episode. You'll find all the links to find David Draymond online, to find Disturbed online, and to find me online. There's also a link for this episode's corresponding playlist. There's a playlist for every full-length episode of the Mistress Carrie podcast that features all of my guest music and all of the artists that we referenced in the interview. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to follow, share, and subscribe to the Mistress Carrie podcast. New full-length episodes come out every Wednesday, plus every weekday you get the sit rep, which is filled with rock news, entertainment headlines, and so much more, and it's only five minutes long. And if one of your friends or family members is a Disturbed fan, share the link with them. You can join me every Tuesday night live on my official Facebook page from my video show, Cocktails in the War Room. And you can always check out the Mistress Carrie radio show. Get the details on that and find the official online Mistress Carrie store at MistressCarrie.com. The Mistress Carrie podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in-store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with cart. Baker's, fresh for everyone. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 